second question comes in from Rick Siegel, who serves as the Vice President of Advancement and the Distinguished Lecturer of Commerce and Vocation at Bethlehem College and Seminary. He asks this, Pastor John, is it sinful to be a high net worth individual defined as assets minus liabilities being greater than one million U.S. dollars? Here's the scenario. God blesses a Christian's personal industry with fruitfulness in the form of a large annual income. The biblical wartime lifestyle, as I may be admittedly misunderstanding it, would have this person use a portion of that income to meet modestly constructed needs, including the setting aside of similarly modest rain day reserves, and then give the rest to ministry, especially for the care of the poor. This person would not accumulate assets in such a model and therefore would neither be nor ever become a high net worth individual, only by God's grace, a highly paid one during certain seasons. On the other hand, what about a Christian investor, the person who doesn't immediately give to Christian charity all of the difference between a modest lifestyle and a large annual income, but who keeps it and with great attentiveness accumulates assets that may produce future income and future charity? beyond the immediate fruit of his annual labor. What's the difference between desiring to be rich, 1 Timothy 6, 9, and skillfully, faithfully managing one's wealth in this manner? So let's get the powerful warning against the desire to be rich out on the table and then clarify a few things about wartime lifestyle because there's where the rub is. So Paul says, 1 Timothy 6, 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, we cannot take anything out of the world, but if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. That's about as strong a warning about the desire to be rich as I could imagine. So let me clarify what I'm talking about with wartime way of life. The answer to the question is no. Uh, A wartime lifestyle does not mean that you, after providing yourself and your family with a modest housing, food, clothing, now you're obliged to give all the surplus away immediately. That's not what wartime lifestyle says. Rather, the the call for a wartime way of life says, with a lot more nuance and complexity, uh, that the remainder of our resources, so after you've provided for yourself those necessities, might be $10, might be $10 million left over. That's that's the one that's being asked about. What's, what's left over is managed, stewarded for the good of others, the glory of God, the advancement of his saving and sanctifying and healing purposes in the world, rather than for personal aggrandizement. So that may mean a huge and immediate sacrificial gift. You may give all your surplus away when profits rise or you get a windfall or whenever. Or it may mean, no, you don't give it all away. You you build a large capital reserve for starting a, a foundation or for accompanying, um, accomplishing some uh, 
larger, longer-term goal for the good of of the culture or the society. Wartime way of life, as opposed to merely simple lifestyle, is is meant to call attention to the kinds of choices that are made when tanks and rifles and grenades and B-52 bombers are needed to defeat the Germans and Japanese in a war of, of aggression, World War II. The complexities, think of it, of constructing tanks and rifles and grenades and airplanes were enormous and expensive factories for for parts had to exist and massive paid labor force and logistical systems for transportation and delivery, all of it hugely costly. So, no, the answer is no. The building up of resources for the accomplishing of, of great and costly acts of love is not sinful. And, and it might be helpful just, just to draw this out a little more, not in relationship to any, any particular um, war, but rather ordinary business life in America. We, we live in a society in which Many legitimate businesses depend on large concentrations of capital. You you can't build a new manufacturing plant without millions of dollars in equity. And therefore, financial officers in these big businesses um, have the responsibility to build those reserves, like they might sell shares to the community. And when the Bible condemns the desire to get rich, it's not necessarily condemning a business that aims to expand and therefore seeks larger capital reserves. Now, the officers of the business may be greedy. They may be greedy for personal wealth or for power, but they may have large, noble motives of how their expanded productivity will create jobs and benefit people with products and services. It's not necessarily a, a greedy thing to want to amass that capital for the expansion of a new of a new plant or something like that. Even if a person, let's just get it down to the individual, even if a person, because of his or her competency in business, is offered a, a raise or a higher paying job and accepts it. That doesn't automatically mean that he or she is driven by the desire to get rich. They may have accepted the job because they, they don't crave the power <laughs> or, the, or the status of, of luxuries, but rather they, they want to do good. They want to build an adoption agency or give a scholarship or send a missionary or fund an inner city ministry or something like that. So what Paul is warning against is not the desire to earn money to meet our needs and the needs of others. He's warning against the desire to have more and more money for the security and the ego boost and the material luxuries it can provide with, with no plan for loving other people with your, with your increase. That that's what my effort to teach on wartime lifestyle is aiming to avoid. Very good. Thank you, Pastor John. And you may be listening to this episode and you find yourself on the opposite end of the economic spectrum. If that's you, you're not alone. Many listeners are facing financial hardships right now and even facing poverty. If that's you, we recorded an entire episode titled Biblical Hope for Christians Facing Poverty. 
That was episode number 289 in the podcast archive. You can find that episode in the Ask Pastor John app for the iPhone and the Android, which is free of charge to you because we are supported by some very generous financial donors to the ministry of Desiring God. So what does a holistic life of worship look like at work and at school? Tomorrow, Pastor John will explain. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast.